This episode of Ask the Pokedexpert is brought to you by Castellia Mattresses. Don't waste your time and money buying mattresses at the mattress store. We're talking thousands of dollars for something comfortable to sleep on. Pay a fraction of the price with Castellia Mattresses. Order today and you'll get a 100-night guarantee. Don't enjoy it? Our team of Machamp will show up at your house and pick it up for you, money back, risk-free. Each Castellia mattress is made with real Torchic down, so it provides a warming experience while you sleep. You won't find a better mattress or a better price. Get your Castellia mattress today. Now on to the show. Ask the Poka Dexpert. Hello friends, welcome to Ask the Pokedexpert, where we take audience questions and pick the brain of our special guest expert. I'm your host, Anthony Reed, and joining me this week, I am so, so grateful to have him back here on the show once again. Uh, he is a uh, an exquisite researcher, a wonderful writer. He's the foremost expert in the fields of Pokemon biology, anatomy, and social biology, and by my accounts really one of the foremost experts on pokemon research in the world in general um i, I just want to thank him so much his new book is when Copperaja weep the emotional lives of pokemon uh and it's available now it's pokedexpert mike ellison thanks for being here mike oh thanks so much for having me you know uh anthony it's been it's been a long time since the last time we talked how have you been uh it, you know, it has been a couple weeks. Uh, things have been fine here. Um, I uh, no, but really, how are things? Well, uh, there. You know, I I could I I I I think that this show has been enriching for me. It's brought light to this space. You know, I've been down here a while, but you know, it's fine. It's normal. Uh, for people to find a space that they nest in and, and make their own, and and I'm really, I think I'm I'm really shining, taking a shine to the place. I'm glad to hear that. You know, I was also glad to see that you launched uh, your new Patreon. Um, you know, I I gotta say, uh, Patreon.com/slash/Pokedexpert one is a bit derivative of my own. Patreon? Well, you know, it was the name of my show, so I felt like it would be important to, uh, you know, you have some of the branding from the show uh, be present in the uh, Patreon thing. No backers yet, it turns out. Uh, it's hard to find Pokedexpert1 on Patreon. I'm hoping the show, you know, this episode maybe changes that a little bit. Just head out there. You know, you wrote a great f- five-star review on iTunes. Now go and support the show on, on Pokedexpert1 on patreon.com uh uh, i'm i'll i'll try to uh i put together a bitly but it turns out bitly.com slash pokedexpert also taken so bitly.com slash pokedexpert one is where you can come and support the show uh maybe we can get another piece of foam on the wall you know what i'm saying so just uh just give that a look I'm just really glad to be here today. Uh, thank you so much for having me. You know, yeah. Um, uh, thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for returning my call and coming on the show. It's very, it's good. It's, it's, I'm, I'm very grateful. 
It was last minute, but you know, uh, I'm always, I'm always glad to make room for a friend. Uh, and so, and you know, Anthony, truly you are one of my closest friends. And so I just, again, I wanted to say thank you. Well, uh, thank you. Thank you for being on the show, being a part of this. It, it really does mean a lot to me. And, and I, I couldn't do the show without having an opportunity to speak to somebody and you've come to speak to me. And I, I really, I really thank you from the bottom of my heart. So uh, this week we're talking about uh, a fan favorite Pokemon. We got a lot of questions about this Pokemon uh, and maybe rightfully so. There's a lot to really dig into uh, with the concept of this Pokemon. So I I'm curious to hear your take on it. Uh, this is uh, an episode all about Delmise. Uh, and according to the Pokedex, Delmise is a 12 foot 10 inch ghost grass Pokemon that weighs about 463 pounds. This Pokemon is huge. The community has so many questions about this sea creeper Pokemon. Uh, for you, our Pokedex expert, are you, uh, are you ready for this, Mike? You know, I just cannot wait to talk about Delmise. Uh, you know, Delmise is my favorite Pokemon. Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, you know, I just love how I love how some of the water type Pokemon are just able to get so large and Delmise really throws all that off, right? By being grass and ghost, one would assume, oh, a Pokemon that size must be water, but no, it just lives in the water. So, uh, you have an opportunity to interact with a lot of different Pokemon. You see of course. A, a lot of Pokemon in your research, in in the field. What is it about this creature uh, that really attracts you to it? Is it is it just the juxtaposition of its size to its uh, uh, expectation? Or, or, or is there something else about this thing? you got to help me understand. Because honestly, I, I, I don't really get this Pokemon. Oh, of course. I understand. You know, uh, a lot of people who first see the Pokemon have a really hard time wrapping their heads around Delmise. You know, uh, something about the concept of seaweed, you know, uh, having a soul to begin with uh, is, is something that people struggle with. Right. Uh, and then to take that a step further and to understand how when seaweed wraps around ship parts it can create life it can be a lot of it can be a lot for people you know um, yeah no i understand how that could be a lot for people uh that that you know it's it seems odd anthony i'm here to tell you delmise is so much more than seaweed and ship parts and a soul well, I can't wait to get into this. This is very exciting. I, you know, I hadn't done a ton of research into Delmise before I started working on Copperaja Weep. But let me tell you, the things that I learned from the emotional depth of this creature have changed me as a person. You know, I didn't, uh, I didn't always necessarily believe in the concept of a ghost Pokemon. Everybody knows, you know, Gengar, Ghastly, they're not actually ghosts, right? Uh, they, If you cut them, they bleed, just like any other Pokemon. Hmm. You know, 
because they were scary looking, people ascribed ghostly traits to them. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm here to tell you, Delmise breaks the mold. Okay. Delmise is a ghost. Uh, okay, we're going to have to dig into this. <clears throat> Let's start with the questions uh, and, and see where the where we can get into this because I, I I just I, I need more context on this. So um, we'll start with this one here. Uh, Delmise is genderless. Uh, how can there be more Delmise? Do anchors die wandering in White Forest? Great question, White Forest. Uh, and I'm glad that that's where we're starting. Honestly, um, you know. Recent scientific discoveries around the soul have really unlocked so much understanding about Delmise. We now understand not only do humans have souls, but Pokemon have souls. And certain plants have souls. Plants of a certain size all have souls. I'm sure you've read the research. Uh, I've read some research. Um, I, I find, you know, single studies without uh, a lot of uh, verifying information uh, somewhat hard to believe. Uh, you're, you're, you're buying into a lot of this? Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, originally I felt the same way. And then after talking with Dr. Aki... Akihabara and uh, Professor Fuji, you know, I think I think they're really on the forefront. I, I know that they're controversial names in the world of Pokemon research, uh, and I don't necessarily agree with the uh, with the tactics that they've taken uh, to to kind of understand everything about a Pokemon. But I do think that their work on soul extraction has a lot of value. This this raises a lot of very uh, thorny ethical questions. Uh, oh, certainly. About a lot of things. First of all, soul extraction in general is a process. Um, now, we know this is a Pokemon-fueled process that they have uh, devised to extract souls, but they have not released the information about how they do it for ethical reasons. Well, of course. Could you imagine the types of weapons that would be created if soul extraction were a thing that anyone could do. Governments worldwide would just be pulling the souls out of everybody and everything that they could. Plants would be dying everywhere. Pokemon, I mean, worst of all, Pokemon. Do you, uh, with your in into the scientific community and with your uh, insight that you have into these researchers, uh, are you able to trust methods that they uh, have used in order to verify these results when they won't reveal how they performed the experiment and it can't be independently verified? And they're basically saying, just trust us, we extracted souls. I can't, I can't say too much more without violating my NDA. But I would like to say that uh, having seen some of these experiments taking place, you know, I may not be the person uh, pulling the lever or pressing the button or however, you know, turning the screw, however it works, whatever the action is that is required of the researcher to start the process. But I will say that the data that they've provided feels legitimate. Hmm. 
And to answer the question of how delmis are created, it's it's actually tragic. Underwater, a soul is not able to escape. So it floats. The seaweed that makes up most of the covering of a delmise is so ectoplasmically charged that it absorbs these souls floating free in the water. Now, of course, not every delmise is going to be seaweed, anchor, you know, uh, a ship steering wheel, for instance, as they're as they're most commonly portrayed, right? This, this, that's. I mean, you are you're jumping ahead without even knowing it. Uh, we have a question from another uh, listener to the show uh, who wrote in to ask: Do all delmis manifest as anchors, or can they also be propellers, rudders, and other pieces of shipwrecks from junk collector in Jubilife? Gosh. You know, Junk Collector, absolutely they can. Any ship part that ends up in the ocean has a chance of becoming a delmise. Hmm. You know, uh, I've seen entire ship delmises before. Wow. Yeah. You know, uh, if if a ship were to sink in the ocean and become covered by the seaweed, that seaweed charged with a soul would be able to power that whole ship. It's really, it's it's magnificent. And what so we've seen instance, too- So in this instance, the Pokemon oh. is really more, uh, it, it really just is that seaweed. And the rest of this, uh, uh, the, the junk that it collects is more of an exoskeleton that, that carries it forward, keeps it safe and protected. I don't know that necessarily I would agree with that, right? Any biologist knows that a hermit crab, for example, uh, lives inside of its shell and then it trades out its shell to get a bigger one, right? But what about a horseshoe crab, for example? You know, no one's going to say, oh, the the horseshoe crab is just the stuff inside that shell. That's an interesting point. And I think a lot of the the conversation that's centered around Delmise right now is is similar to that, right? With the way that the seaweed grows into the crevices of these ship parts, you know, I've never seen one separated from those parts survive. So, okay, this brings us to, yeah, we are, uh, as I said, there were a lot of questions about this Pokemon from the community. A and lot it of them makes were sense very focused. The, the, and they're so, un, they're so unstudied. They're so new and so fresh. I really should have titled the new book uh, more specifically about Delmise. I thought, you know, talking about, uh, talking about the Caparaja and the, the emotional being that it is would lead me really well into what powers a delmise. Um, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, you know, it seems it, it seems like delmise would have been a hotter topic to go with and just kind of, 
uh, removing all references to Kaparaja sounds like it might have been the better choice. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I feel like maybe you should talk to someone about branding uh, and marketing and branding and, and what that means for you. Uh, yeah, you know, that's probably a good idea. You know, I feel like uh, I feel like I'm struggling a little bit with my brand online. Every time I every time I try to, the only thing that seems to be taking off for me a lot is my Patreon, uh, Patreon.com/slash/PokedExpert. But I do have this question here. Uh, do Pokemon have souls, which we've been discussing? Uh, I ask because I've obtained the three components seemingly required to create a Delmise, a ship's anchor, and a wheel, along with a large mass of seaweed. But after putting them together, have observed only some occasional slight movement rather than the emergence of a sentient creature. What could I be missing? Hmm. I mean, it sounds like, and and who asked this question? Sorry, uh, uh, sorry. This is Tinker in Twinleaf Town. Tinker, you know, I think you know what's missing. I think in your heart of hearts, you know that there's no soul in that Pokemon. There's no soul in that Pokemon you're trying to build right now, and I don't know, you know, I don't know if your seaweed is alive. Uh, it sounds like it. At this point, it might not be. Uh, you might you might want to find some uh, specifically Alolan seaweed. Uh, tends to have the most um, the most pull for those souls that float in the ocean. Uh, you may consider keeping all of those things inside a small containment area that is still, you know, that, that allows water to move in and out of it. Hmm. And you may yet catch a soul floating free in the ocean. Uh, of course, you also may not. It depends, you know, has there been a shipwreck lately? Maybe, maybe, maybe some sort of national tragedy, you know, and this is actually what I was about to go into is that the size of a Delmise usually, not always, but usually coincides with the tragedy of how that soul became separated from its body. Hmm. And so, for example, you know, um, Real, real tragedies like uh, you remember last fall when that plane full of, of full of refugee children fell into the ocean. Oh, yes, that was tragic. Terrible. Huge Delmise boom came out of that. Interesting. And you can see it in the Delmise's faces. Just so sad. So how do we reconcile that? Uh, tragedy that they are born out of with the 12 foot, 10 inch, 500 pound pets that we keep around our homes when we uh, capture these, these Pokemon and bring them into our lives. I think it's important to remember that every soul wants to be loved. You know, and you may notice your Delmise starting to weaken, uh, and the more love you heap on it, the more it weakens. And really what you're doing is you're putting that Delmise to rest. You're you're doing what needs to be done and you're doing a great job. And, you know, owning a Delmise is not an easy Pokemon to own. You know, it's a, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of emotional toll that you're going to spend. And 
the cost of owning one doesn't necessarily come from, you know, having to build the requisite structures to support it. It doesn't come from, you know, um, <clears throat> different paint that you need to apply so that it doesn't rust out. You know, it doesn't come from making sure that the seaweed is properly fed. Uh, it comes from the emotional toll of knowing that you're caring for a creature that has absorbed another lost creature's soul. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. So uh, we'll switch gears here a little bit. Uh, why isn't this a water or steel Pokemon? This is from James from Massachusetts. James. James, buddy. Uh, look, I, I, I don't know how many times I can say this. I, I, I don't know if you're just like not listening to the show. You're just sending us questions or, uh, you know, I feel like we're very clear uh, when we solicit these things, you know, just, just a cute name. I'm just asking for a cute name. Baffled in Boston. Yeah, perfect. That would be Wondering great. Wondering in Worcester. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, that would be great. Um, uh, hung up in Hanover. Sure. Flummoxed in Fall River. Sure. Well, that's, that would be, that would be great. Um, you know, you know I think uh, these are all options. Yeah. Yeah. So just, uh, you know, just, just, just come up with something here, James is give, give me anything. Uh, but I, I think this is a, an interesting point to ask about, uh, the, the classification of Pokemon, uh, you know, as we know, Oh, I think it's, yeah, I think it's super interesting. Yeah. 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 The idea the idea of classification is something that we have created. Obviously, no Pokemon is a uh, fits these categories perfectly, but it's it's an opportunity for us to sort Pokemon and, and bring Pokemon into to different categories. How do you, as researchers, when a new Pokemon is discovered, uh, determine uh, what categories they fit best into, uh, and, and what categories you leave by the wayside when you're when you're trying to organize and sort uh, the ideas of these Pokemon? into categories you know before delmise i had never sorted a pokemon into ghost type hmm. interesting never once in my life i just didn't believe and like i said with the soul with the soul extraction program that akihabara and fuji are running i'm a believer does it make me want to go back and change some of my types? No. I still don't believe a ghastly is ghost. I don't think it's a ghost. The fact that it has a corporeal form tells me it's not a ghost. You know? So even though Adele Mize, who has a corporeal form in this seaweed, it has a corporeal form in this anchor, it has a corporeal form in this ship wheel, it has a corporeal form in presumably a compass or whatever other trash is just floating in the ocean and gets wrapped up in this seaweed, you're still seeing the Pokemon as the fundamental ghost spirit beyond the seaweed and pile of junk. Right, of course, because any... Any detritus floating in the ocean wrapped up in seaweed isn't a Delmise. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Could it potentially become a Delmise? Certainly. So you could look at a Delmise, or I'm sorry, you could look at detritus in the ocean as 
you know, for lack of a better term, an egg, an unfertilized egg waiting, waiting to receive the seed of a soul. To evolve to its greater form where it rises up as a Delmise in its 500 pound, 12 foot glory. Amen. Absolutely. You know, Mm. if... If a layperson needs that kind of description, I think that's a perfect way to uh, to work that out. You know. So we do we do have a question here that asks, uh, what keeps uh, Delmise in the water? Why is it so focused on on spending time uh, in the water? If it is in fact, uh, you know, souls of. of things that don't necessarily belong in the water and that's from a uh, wet in westerly town that's a great question what you know one of the again one of the main components of adele mize like the crucial piece of adele mize is that soul absorbing seaweed and seaweed as we know needs two things to survive water and sunlight hmm. and so it stays in the ocean as a way to make sure that it's connected to one of its two most important resources. These are, so you talk a lot in your book, uh, When Copper Raja Weep, The Emotional Lives of Pokemon. Uh, You talk a lot about how uh, you learned about more about yourself and about the world around you by understanding the thoughts, the feelings, and the emotions of these Pokemon. And you talk about Delmise as uh, as one that really influenced that. Can, can you talk a little bit about the personality of these creatures and how they convey, I mean, what is essentially a bunch of weeds wrapped around trash, how that conveys that emotion to you? Absolutely. Thank you so much. Anthony, I can't tell you how great it is to come on your show and talk about the subject of my book in such deep, you know, emotionally connected conversations. It really means a lot to me that you take the time to read every book I've written and, you know, ask these, honestly, you know, philosophical or um you know what's the word i'm looking for here uh well i I like to think thought provoking is what my questions tend to be uh i think that they are deep insightful uh yeah those weren't the words i was looking for um oh oh okay i think it was It's a synonym for heavy. Uh, weighty? Emotion, emotionally heavy, sorry, uh, to be specific. Ah, yes. Um. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, what I'm trying to say is that your question is great. And the answer to it is really hard to quantify. You know, when you, when you spend six months in a wetsuit, and you never take it off and you're underwater eight hours, 12 hours, 16 hours a day looking into these 
junk piles covered in seaweed, animated by the souls of the dead, you learn a lot about yourself. Some of the things that you learn are, frankly, unnerving. But I think it's important that all of us recognize the darkness inside of ourselves to be able to fully appreciate the light. That is, that is inspiring. It is uh, so insightful into the human condition and really shows how uh, Mike is able to craft his message in When Kaparaja Weep, The Emotional Lives of Pokemon, to really show you how his research into Pokemon has opened up new avenues into understanding of people and of himself. Uh, you know, thank you for sharing that with us, Mike. Thank you for bringing this into the world uh, and allowing it to be something uh, so special uh, and so uh, emotionally important. Um, it's, just, it's just a wonderful piece. Thank you so much for saying that, Anthony. I just wanted to uh, let you know on a personal note that a lot of the research I did on, on the Delmise made me think of you and our friendship. That's... That's precious to me. Uh, you know, and now I think, honestly, after this conversation, maybe maybe Delmise is my favorite Pokemon, too. That's all the time we have this week. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here. Make sure you tweet at us at Pokedexpert. Uh, find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Pokedexpert. And you can email us at Pokedexpertpod at gmail.com. Uh, from the bottom of my heart, from... Uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry, of course, Mike. Go ahead and uh, uh, let us know uh, how people can, can support the research that you're doing. Oh, thank you so much for giving me the chance to uh, plug my Patreon one more time, which is uh, patreon.com slash Pokedexpert. Uh, no numbers follow that, just Pokedexpert and then the enter key. Uh, and Anthony, don't forget, you know, uh, I know it's new for you, but you can plug your your Patreon as well. Yeah, I did want to announce, uh, you know, we have a, a, a high, we, we, we're really shooting high. We've got some, some good goals set up over there. So at the $20 a month level, if we reach that uh, goal of $20 a month, you know, I'm going to do um, uh, something special. We haven't determined what that is yet. It just says something special uh, on the page now. So, uh, so head over to patreon.com slash Pokedexpert1. Uh, or you can use our bit.ly link, uh, bit.ly slash Pokedexpert1. Uh, and that will get you right where you need to go uh, for you to support the show. Uh, and of course, we're still looking for a few more five-star reviews on iTunes. So make sure you, you head over to iTunes and, and throw some of those in. If maybe you don't have uh, the money to support the show, I understand. Uh, that's another great way you can help spread the word. Maybe you'll let someone know about the show who does have money and they can support the show uh, in your stead. So uh, <clears throat> just whatever you can do to help is is super valuable for, for all of us. So once again, I want to say thank you, Mike, for, for being on the show. Thank you uh, for, for filling in at the last minute. And uh, uh, we'll try to get you on again sometime in the future. I, you know, who knows uh, with the way schedules work, but but we'd love to have you on again someday. And I'd love to be on, Anthony. You know, uh, I make time for you. I value you. 
and so we will see you in uh, two weeks, everybody. And uh, we can't wait.